Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, uh, this is me, Chris McGlaid. Tickets are on sale for my critically acclaimed show, Forgiveness, at the iconic 100 Club on Oxford Street in London. How can you write a comedy show about the murder of your father? Well, Chris McGlade, the northern comedian, has with his critically acclaimed show, Forgiveness, at the 100 Club on Oxford Street, October the 12th. Tickets at billetto.co.uk or at the 100 Club. Chris McGlade. Forgiveness. Come down and see the show. Thanks very much. From the people who turned a niche Scottish football podcast into a critically acclaimed TV show on the BBC, it's Review from the Terrace, a pop culture podcast network. Hello and welcome to the Still Game podcast. My name is Bethany Tennick. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Scottish Rewatchable. Hello and welcome to Review from the Turnbuckle. Debating the best in movies, iconic TV shows, classic albums, peak era wrestling and so much more. Some intern got fired for that, like, <laughs> like, Jared! And what would you have done? <laughs> Loved it. What a moment. What a moment. Review from the Terrace brings together a collection of professionals, pals, misfits and special guest interviews. The one and only Ewan Angus. Big G Telfer. Director of Still Games, Michael Hines. That's Review from the Terrace, a newly created podcast network with at least two shows dropping every week. Hi, neighbour. Good to see you, man. Good to see you, man. You're a long time, man. <laughs> Many people will say it's the biggest moment in the history of wrestling. It's about 35. <laughs> <laughs> Find us on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Chelsea, the Chelsea podcast with me, Andy Saunders, for part two of this week's episode with my guest Ty Atkins and Gary Hayes. We're going to be looking at the Southampton game. We are recording this uh, before the Juve game, so we can't preview it. And of course, when it comes out, we won't be able to review it as well. So fingers crossed we did all right against the Italians. Did you go, Andy? I, I did go, um, and I'm talking in the future tense. So I did go and I had a thoroughly good time. Uh, but I can't tell you. Oh, right, we I went as well. But I didn't see so. you. I was in the U. I was in the Juve. Uh, yes, uh, yes. You're you're going to Milan. Well, I, you, so. I'm going to Como and then driving to Turin to watch it. I thought you. So you're flying. Yeah, into fly, Milan. I fly into Bergamo. Then my mate's picking me up because he lives on the lake. So we're staying with him for a couple of days, and then I'm driving to. Look, the dog's not happy about it. 
and then I'm driving to Bruce, Bruce be quiet Bruce are you friends with George Clooney because he's I pretty wish much the... my mate is George he's George Clooney's bin boy or something like that I reckon oh mate no, he's not <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that, that's sort of his level bin boy um, so yeah so you... but are you, are you genuinely going no I'm not going oh I was just saying we have to meet up no, I'd like to. I, I'd like to. I'd like to go. Um, as I said, we're, we're, we're pre this, so this is all a bit weird. Um, but anyway, let's hope we did well. Um, let's talk about Southampton. Uh, Ty, we've come off the back of a, a, a bad result, um, and uh, it's all taken the wind out of ourselves a little bit. Can we get back to winning ways on uh, on Saturday at three o'clock? Yeah, I think we should. Um, never seen. Well, yeah. Well, I don't want to jinx it, but yeah, I, absolutely, I believe we could. And it, hopefully, Mason Mount's back. Hey, that's that's uh, that's what I'm really looking forward to. I, he, he was definitely definitely missing. I thought when he, he obviously was he was injured, but I I felt his loss last week against Man City. Uh, so hopefully, he is back. I understand it's just a small knock. But Southampton haven't won a game yet, have they? No, they've been very unlucky. They 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 played um, obviously played against Wolves at the weekend. I thought they had a thousand chances. Seemed to play very well. Couldn't put the ball in the net and ended up getting suckered by Jimenez on his return uh, from injury with a, with an excellent goal and and losing one nil. And I've got Southampton friends who were tearing their hair out, going, "We're just creating lots of chances, but we can't score." And I think they, you know, one one of them said to me, "That's the problem when you lose a you know a decent striker like Danny Ings and have to basically rely on what are you know in his words, not mine, championship strikers." So it's all about putting the the ball in the net. Well, I did beat uh, Newport eight nil. But uh, they beat they beat Newport eight 0 Yeah, there you go. Uh, that's the only game they've won this season. But I think the fact that they've drawn so many games is sort of sums up what your mate saying, Andy, is that they're not a bad team. They're not easy to beat. It's just that they've got nothing up the other end. They didn't look bad at all, you know, and 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 they look tricky. They do like to play football, which I think will probably suit us. Um, they're not going to stick. I don't think ten men behind the ball. They, you know, Hassan Hootel likes likes them to go out and play and you know get the ball up front, um, which I think sort of plays into our hands a little bit, doesn't it, Ty? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, you know, they actually do try and come and come at us. I think obviously they'll create opens, and we should be able to exploit it. Hopefully so. I mean, they haven't literally they haven't let in too many goals, have they? Has anyone actually talked them? I mean. Obviously, went to see Etihad and managed to keep a clean sheet. Yeah, Everton put three past them on the opening day, but apart from that, it's just been a goal here and there. They've got a minus three goal difference, you know, which at this stage of the season is, you know, it's not disastrous when you consider Norwich a minus 14. Um, but it's not great. I mean, they are, you know, they're sitting 16th, um, just one point above the relegation zone. So, so, so not a great start for them. But it is a bit, it is a bit of an anomaly when you look at how they're playing. They're not playing terribly. So it's not a team that we can take lightly as a game. No, it's not at all. Um, and I think that we've been stung by them in the past. Like on the show from earlier on in the week, we spoke about that time when we lost. You know, when Jose was manager and they beat us going into the international break, this is the same game at the same start part of the season. Obviously, we're in a much better position than we were, you know, six years ago. But um, I think they're a team that can upset you. They they should have beaten Man City. Yeah, that, well, that was nil nil, wasn't it? So. Yeah, it was nil nil. But they played really, really well. And um, I haven't seen the entire game, but because I knew this game was coming up, I watched the extended highlights on Sky. So again, it's it's not a full game, right? But you see it and you see enough and you see the patterns of play and. Um, they are a good team. Then they're not going to be a pushover. Um, I'm, but I'm really, really interested in seeing Livramento play. Yeah, I, I thought he played very well yesterday. Um, you know, he he he's 
similar to Reese in the fact that he likes to maraud. He can put a cross in. He's physical. Um, I think he's a really, really good player. And I think we've got... He, he, we sold him, didn't we? So we, but we've got a fairly decent buyback on him, which is about 25 million or something. So uh, if we did want to bring him back, it's not going to be a Lukaku situation. Um, but, you know, we are... We do have the, you know, the, the Reese James issue for him. Is How is he going to get past Reese? I, w- I want to see how he gets on because... Um... He's a very yeah. A very, he, he looks very good in the youth team, and um, I was fixing a fence while I was watching the game. Uh, while I was listening to the game on the radio, and they were raving about him. And I've seen him this season when he's been at Southampton. He's looked a really good player. So uh, it will be actually Alonso that he comes up against. So it'll yeah. be it'll be interesting to see how Alonso. Well, he can play, of course, because he's not on loan. He's he's sold. Uh, and one player that, that that is on loan is Armando Brozier. Who uh, who can't play? Um, he's not getting lots of starts over there. But you know, you've seen him a little bit, Gary. What do you think of him as a player? Well, he, he came on for Shay Adams, and again, I've only seen it on match of the day, so I can't see the full highlights, right? You know, the full game. But again, on the radio, as I was um, putting screws into wood, they were saying about how Southampton looked better with Broder on the pitch over Adams. And I think that's pretty telling when you've got this young kid. And I think he gets his ease and his way into that team. And you see it with lone players. They don't necessarily get in the team immediately unless they're a big name, right? Um, so it'd be interesting. Obviously, he's not going to play. But it'd be interesting to see how they get around him not playing. Because Adams was playing off Danny Ings a lot, right? So he's picking up the goals that they needed him to pick up last season. But Ings was the one who was prolific. So, um... Well, they had Adams and Armstrong starting uh, yesterday, Sunday. Um, and then they bought on, as you say, uh, Shane Long in the 74th minute and bought on Brozier. And it sort of changed the complexion of it. They bought on Gineppo on the left-hand side. They have got tricky players on the left-hand side. Walker Peters and Redmond. Gineppo comes on as well. So whoever plays in that right-back, right-wing-back situation is going to have a job to do. Uh, what do we know about Reese? Is he going to be fit again? I don't know. Visit the Twitter feed of Nizar Kinsella because he'll be updating us on everything. Right, OK. But we don't know yet. So so we, we'll have to assume that it's going to be Asby, presumably, playing uh, on the right side. Um, so he'll have his work cut out. Um, obviously, another Chelsea old boy is uh, Romeo in the middle, who, who seems to be going, uh, going strong still. Uh, an enforcer in midfield alongside usually Ward-Prowse. But, you know, if, you, if you're thinking about our... Uh, double six of uh, Gini, Gin, uh, Jorginho and, and Kante they should have the measure of those shouldn't they Ty? Yeah absolutely they should um, you know Romeo is it's just great to still, still see him in the Premier League it was obviously didn't quite make the cut with us all those years ago but but yeah he's a, he's a real Southampton campaigner now and that's good but if he was any good, he'd still be with us, wouldn't he? If he was uh, on the on par with with Jorginho and and Kante, he clearly isn't. No, we should definitely win the battle there. And really, I can't see anyone on the pitch where where really we'll falter. I, I, I yeah, I can only forecast a, a, a comfortable win, if not a spe- you know not a particularly spectacular one, perhaps. What? So you'd like to see three going back to three up front rather than the the Lukaku Werner thing? Who who would you play? What combination of three would you play? Let's assume Mason Mount's fit. Who who would you play? Uh, if we assume Mason Mount's fit, I would go with Lukaku to spearhead there and Mason Mount and Havertz. Okay. That'd be okay. My yeah, I'd do the same. Three. Me too. I think we're all in agreement on that, which is good. And then Alonso or Chilwell, Ty? Oh, now that is a tough one, isn't it? Because I was saying uh, the last time we got together that, you know, Chilwell, why not Why not exercise the rotation? Why don't we, you know, boost his confidence and, and give him a run out and perhaps even, you know, give him more opportunities if we're going to be uh, playing wing back? But 
I'm going to err on the side of caution. I think with a team like Southampton, uh, I could see Alonso galloping and, and having a good one. I'll, I will stick with the formula. See, I now. think he'll play Chilwell because he's going to play Alonso against Juventus. Ah, uh, okay. Interesting. I think that's an interesting shout, actually, Gary. Uh, I'd probably, you know, go go with Ty's, uh, uh, play play Alonso, but twice in a week. Well, three times, wouldn't it, as well? Because yeah. obviously the City game, but obviously we're recording this ahead of Juventus and probably someone's going to be hearing this laughing because Chilwell started. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to have egg on my face, not for the first time this week. We're groping in the dark on that one. <laughs> uh, it's quite inconvenient they're putting that game on the night that they are, aren't they? But there you go. We'll have to we'll have to work around it. Um, any other battles that you'd be interested in seeing? I mean, Lukaku against Bednarek and Salasu, you know, as the centre backs. I mean, that that should be an interesting matchup, shouldn't it? I mean, Lukaku's elite, you'd think, on paper compared to those two, shouldn't be a competition, should it? Shouldn't be. No, it should. And it, and I think he. I think he's gone three games about three league games about a goal now, isn't he, Lukaku? I mean, not that we should be counted at this early stage of his, <laughs> his second spell with us, but but this is very much the kind of game where you expect Lukaku to come and, and make his mark again and, and get back on the score sheet. Surely, I, I can't see it being a challenge. Yeah, I think it's all going to be about service. If he gets the service in this game, he's going to give those two a nightmare. But it's just whether against you know. Because it's right to say he hasn't scored the goals, but I don't think he's played that bad. Like against City, he oh, didn't yeah. get. Yeah. Yeah. How can he do yeah. anything he when he's not getting isolated. the ball against Spurs? Yeah. There's a moment where he could have scored against Spurs, I guess, but he sort of was too polite and he let Werner have it. But he hasn't really had the opportunities, and I think when he gets them, he's nailing them right. I think against Southampton, this is the game where Chelsea should play on the front foot. They should dominate it. They should have the ball in the the um, the final third a lot more which means they need to give Lukaku that service. If they do, he'll score goals. There's really, yeah, there's certainly no panic from my, from my side. It's not it's, Torres yet. <laughs> no, and I, I very much doubt he will be. Uh, but, you know, this is, this is a game that's tailor-made for him to obviously get back on the score sheet. And, and you know, the kind of player he is, it, it'll be on his mind that, you know, he's, he's had a couple, you know, some goal-free games recently, but also very tough games. And he, again, you're quite right, Gary, he played really well. What, what about the um, defence uh, against Southampton? Uh, are you going to, and again, we're not, we can't do this before Juventus, we don't know, is he going to, you presume he play Silva against Juventus, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think that's why he was resting him against City, because yeah. he was trying to manage that back line and manage the squad. But um, Let's call it then, let's say he plays Silva against City, uh, against Juventus, who's he pick uh, against... Uh, uh, well, that picks itself, then it? it'll be Christensen, Rudiger and Aspi. if James is fit. Well, let's say he's not fit. Well, then Chaloba. Because Aspi will move out to the right. I don't think he'll play Silva. You don't need to risk Silva for this game, especially with the fact that he's been called up by the Brazil team. So, you know, you're resting him for Brazil, but you're resting him for yourself because you know that he can't go, four, well, 60 minutes against City, four-game Juventus, four-game Southampton, and then go away because he's going to get an injury or he's not going to be on it. So right. you're sort of protecting him for Brazil, but then at the same time you're protecting him for the rest of October and November. It's like whack-a-mole, isn't it, for, for Tuchel? He's, he's got some, without risk of using too many mixed metaphors, there's a bit of a jigsaw here, isn't there? He's got to move the pieces around and, you know, there's a lot of what-ifs. He's injured, he comes back and Mount comes back and, you know, if he doesn't come back, who do I slot in there and how does that affect it? You know, so he's got a bit, he's got to earn his money this week, hasn't he, Ty? Yeah, no, absolutely he does. I'll tell you what, though, I wish Thiago Silva would just retire from international football. Is that selfish? Yeah. <laughs> no, not selfish at all. I think I wish he would as well. Because it's a long way away, Brazil, isn't it? That's it's a lot of miles, and it's like you know, God bless him. He loves 
lots of games, doesn't he? But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I wish it just wasn't a problem. We just don't wrap him up in cotton wool in a couple of weeks' time. Um, yeah, um, we should. Yeah, we shouldn't should have any problems really. I, I, the, the, the back line does pick itself. It will be really good. Christensen and Aspi, if 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 Reese isn't uh, isn't fit, otherwise Chalaber, and I, I would think it'd be a great opportunity to bring Chalaber in for this game. I don't really want to overlook Southampton, but you know I, I do think he needs games. I think he's, he's potential absolute Rolls Royce, and so I, w- I would like to see it. Actually, just on the international football, what are your feelings on Mount with this international break coming up? Because I'm hoping that he doesn't play. I know we said that you'd pick him if you could, right? I'm hoping he doesn't play against Southampton, he's not on the bench, and that he doesn't go away with England. Because just looking at the England games, they've got Andorra and Hungary. The group's basically wrapped up. They don't need Mount. No, but he'll want to play, I think. Mount will want to play, and he'll push to play. I mean, we're in a generation of players now that want to play for England again, aren't we? So he'll be doing everything he can. I understand that, but sometimes managers and clubs, they need to protect the players from themselves. I accept that, but I think if he is fit, he'll he'll play for England. Or he'll certainly be in and around the squad. Whether whether he plays or not, I don't know. But you know. I just think like just giving him another week, and then he doesn't have to travel anywhere, and he can just sort of... Because it's not, it's not just the physical side of it, right? We've all been busy in life. When you're working, you just get mentally tired. You know, and there's only so much you can do, you know. You know my views on international football. You know, I think it's a pointless exercise. You know, I'm club over country all the time. I'd be very vocal about that too, you know, to, to get inflamed on social media for it. But, you know, I'd rather I'd rather Mount stayed at Cobham and did his thing, you know. But, but uh, you know, he's he wants to play for England and he's a major part of Gareth Southgate's setup. So I think Southgate could do him a favour though. You know, these managers, they do talk so much where, that you know, and... To quote a Wenger term, you know, the red zone. They're going to know that Mount is not flagging so much, but he hasn't looked the Mount of that we know he is, right? Because he, he does look a little bit off the pace. He does look a little bit mentally fatigued. And I just think that there has to be a responsibility from someone like Southgate, who talks a lot about player welfare, to actually step in and say, you know what, Mason, you did a great job in the summer. You've come in. You did a great job that you know gave us this springboard in the World Cup qualifying again in September. This doesn't affect your place in the team, but we're just going to give you a rest on this international break because you know what? We don't need you because shock horror, this England team has enough good players and we can get through Andorra and Hungary without you. So you just rest, stay at Cobham, take it easy, stay at home, rest your mind. Don't You're not in the spotlight for a couple of weeks. Then come back and play against the big game with Norwich and do the business. Do you know what I mean? I just feel like... They should protect these players more. And they talk about, oh, player welfare, too many games. Well, what are you doing to protect these players? Yeah, I, look, good points, well made. Um, I, I, look, let, let's wrap this up now um, with, with some predictions. Uh, Ty, Southampton, what are, you, what are your thoughts? Oh, boring, boring prediction for me. 2-0, 2-0. We'll two keep nil. a clean sheet at least. So that'd be, that'd be fantastic. 2-0, oh, uh, comfortable. Great. Gary? Chelsea four, Southampton nil. Well, I'm going to split the difference and go three nil. I, I, I'm with you guys. I think clean sheet. I mean, if they score against us, then I'd be shocked because we faced tougher, tougher attacks than this and and kept them out. So, yeah, look, I, we should. Let's hope we do. Um, we've got Juve coming up. Let's hope by the time this goes out, we've won that game as well. Uh, and uh, we get back to winning ways. Uh, Ty Atkins, Gary Hayes, thank you so much for coming on this week. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, come on, you Blues. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.